So I think we're going to start off part two. Like I've been in the middle of a conversation. I just like, for some reason, I just stopped at part one or, or just kept going in part one. Not like I purposely ended it, but the conversation that I was having with myself was so long that I couldn't help but make this a part two. But obviously you listen to part one and you realize that's not how it happened. I was already, even though I was in the middle of a part one, I definitely said, hey, we're going to end this and have a second part. And guess what? This is the second part. But this way, I don't have to put any music in the intro because you understand, hey, this is a part two. And if you haven't listened to part one, what are you waiting for? But part one was about many things, but it evolved essentially into where, where it eventually went is working hard. Essentially, that was the theme of it. And we're going to explore that a little bit more. You see, as far back as I can remember, I've always been pretty decent to good at a lot of things and with other things I just didn't have any aptitude for them whatsoever so the things that I was pretty decent or good at I wouldn't work on because I was pretty decent or good at them and the things that I had no aptitude for I also wouldn't work on them because they were complete failures and I didn't want to keep working at failures because I have no aptitude for it but I always said, if I put my mind to the things that I'm good at, I could be great at. And if I really try on the things that I'm a failure at, because I've only tried it once or twice, I'd probably be excellent at those as well. I found out I was both right and wrong. <laughs> I was both right and wrong. See, here's the thing. The things that I was good at. It was more like I was talented at them. I was talented at them, but not great at them. I wasn't really actually good at them. I just happened to be talented with them. So as far as my writing goes, my writing is really good. I can, I can write one or two pieces really well. But if you ask me to do dozens and dozens, hundreds, turn out so much material that it fills a book then i start to suffer why because i have short intense bursts of quote quote brilliance but it can't sustain it does not sustain at all and that's always been my problem and the things i'm bad at i don't know why i'm bad at them so i can never get better because i would never stick with it long enough to be like why am I bad with this and as an adult I'm just realizing this that I wasn't necessarily good or bad at anything I may have had a little bit of talent in these areas and not so much talent in these areas <sighs> what I was was lazy what I was was undisciplined what I was was unmotivated or not even unmotivated so motivation comes and goes, but I wasn't driven. I was obsessed. So I became adequate at certain things just because at life you do things over and over again. And I became less adequate at other things and things I used to be pretty good at. They fell by the wayside. The speed I once had, I'm not a, my top speed's not there, et cetera, et cetera. My brain... Well, I think my brain still connects like it used to, but sometimes it's like, eh, you you you've thought and you've thought better thoughts. You've had 
better quips than this before. You're losing your fastball. You're losing your fastball, kid. And then I thought to myself, well, maybe, maybe I was never talented at all with a lot of things. Maybe I was never that talented. And here, here's why I say that, right? Because I've, I've failed a lot in a lot of ways. My, ever since quitting work to try to follow my dream the first time around, I faced nothing but failure. Failure after failure after failure. But that's the price of trying. The price of trying is failure. And I failed a lot. I would say that's the one place I'm an expert in, is failure. But I learned a lot of lessons in that. I learned a lot of lessons in that. And I'm going to talk to you about these lessons right now. I've always... Loved the guitar. Loved it, as you know, because I talked about it. Always loved the guitar. And finally, after years and years and years of will he, won't he, just watching people be good at it, some people I know, some people I don't, I said, you know what? Maybe I can do it. I tried to learn from a, from an online easy guitar one, two, three book or whatever. And I had no idea what they were talking about. None. Zero. Zilch. I watched the DVD once. I watched it. I watched the first couple minutes once. And then over and over and over. And I said, I have no idea what this is. Let me put this up. Never to be seen again. Right? Then a couple years later, I got the itch again. I said, you know what? Okay. This was bad. But maybe they have lessons for adults somewhere. And I, I can learn to play the guitar. Funny thing is, I had a few lessons. I had like three three lessons, I think. I think I had three lessons. And I went every week. I will learn something in the lesson, struggle mightily through it. Struggle mightily through whatever it was. And then I would go home. And everything I learned, I would do nothing about. I wouldn't practice. I wouldn't look through the book. I wouldn't do anything. I did not do anything about the lesson that I paid for and learned. I would ignore it. I'd be like, well, I, I have this thing to do. I'm busy from work. I'm tired. All the excuses. All the excuses in the world. And then a couple more years went by. Still having that desire to know the guitar, but never knowing it. Why? Because I didn't take lessons. Couldn't learn from books. Didn't know my left or my right with it. And... Every time I would try to like pick something up or learn something or know something, it never worked out. It's like, oh, this sounds awful. I'm terrible. I don't have any aptitude for this whatsoever. So no matter how much I practice or try, I'm never going to get good at it. So why should I? Why should I try? You know what? I had this dream as a kid. I'm not a kid anymore. I have to grow up. Funny thing about the things you really, really want to do, if you don't do them, if you do not do them, they come back and haunt you. They come back and haunt you. So, buddy of mine started taking lessons, piano lessons actually, at a at a school that you know I tried to before but didn't work out. And I was like, you know what? All right, fine. You know what? You're taking it. He stuck with his lessons for a year, a year. Before I finally signed up. He stuck with his lessons for a year. We had the same. This is the funny thing about this. We had the same amount of time. We had the same amount of time. 
he got a whole year of learning his musical instrument in because he just went for it. And that's all I needed to know. I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Screw it. Let me go for it. So I took lessons. I happened to like the teacher. He's a bit quirky, really cool. I was like, okay, our personalities can, can vibe with each other. And he taught me things. And because I was motivated, the first few lessons I would I would practice. I would practice what I learned. I would look through the book, learn a little bit here, learn a little bit there, and then come back knowing that I'd have to at least put certain through. Something funny would happen. I would get a little better and a little better. Still very, very, very terrible, but a little better. But I had that thing called motivation. And along with that thing called motivation, momentum. So I would watch the videos, pick up the books, feel like, okay, I get this concept or I could get this thing. I can struggle through this thing. I, I can put my fingers here. I can do these practice things. I need to do a schedule. So for a few months there, I was doing pretty okay. I was terrible, but I was a different kind of terrible. I was a kind of terrible that knew, okay, hey, I'm terrible, but I'm not the worst person to ever do this. Who's the worst person to ever do this? Me from those previous times. And me right now, me that me then that started a lot better than the other me that didn't. I've already won. I'm already there. And at that point, my expectations <laughs> grew a lot bigger than my ability. My expectations far outpaced my ability. Because I said, if I keep doing this, eventually I'm going to be excellent at this. Because I've, I've, I'm talented. Mm, I may or may not be. But for me, for me, that's the wrong way to look at it. And how do I know? Because... Once that motivation, momentum slipped a little bit, oh boy, so did my practice schedule. I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to practice every day. Instead, I'm going to practice, mm, I, I'm, I, well, I had my lesson today, so I shouldn't have to practice today. Tomorrow, I'm, I, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow became, I'll do it the next day. The next day, I, you know what, the weekend, I got it. And the weekend, well, I need to be doing these other things during the weekend. It's okay. It ended up being I practiced a little bit the night before. And that happened a few times. And sometimes I wouldn't make class. So it became a wax and a wane of things. It became an ebb and flow. It became a peak and valley. For a month, I would be really focused on the guitar. And the next month, I would be not so focused on the guitar. I'd be focused on other things. Like work and relaxing. <laughs> recovering from work all those things <sighs> but recently recently I started to take it seriously as you can tell from a couple episodes ago and why? because time frame wise I've been technically practicing guitar longer than where my skill level is my skill level doesn't quite match up to how long I've been in class for that. Now, if we talk about total days that I've actually played guitar, my skill level is probably where it should be. But my expectations 
are way further than I am. And I feel like I'm not where I would be. I know I'm not where I would be if I had consistently put in the work. If I consistently had focused every single day since picking this thing up with a few day with, with a day off here or there instead of having bouts of inspiration, bouts of motivation. To where it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this for hours at a time every single day because I'm motivated. And once the motivation dies, it's like, well, I can do this for hours at a time. But I could also sit here, relax, watch a movie, etc., etc. And the other thing won out for a long part. Guess what? Guess what? Getting my body healthy has actually helped me focus a lot on this idea of hard work. When I was younger and had a much better metabolism than I do right now, I would only need to work out steadily for several weeks. And then I would lose what I've gained. And then my clothes would fit better. I would feel a little better. I'd feel springier and everything. But it was never lasting. It was never long-lasting. These would always be short-term results. And eventually, I would get right back up to where I was. I've been working out since March. It's September now. This is the longest I've consistently worked out. Not the longest I've done physical activity, because at some point I was I was dancing for years. I danced for years. But the longest I've actually decided, dedicated to work out for myself. And... You wouldn't believe it physically. Most people that see me now, they saw me before 2020. So, <clears throat> like, no one saw me during 2020. So no one saw the amount of weight I gained during 2020. So I'm pretty much back to where I was before 2020. So if anyone sees me now, they would just be like, oh, Reese looks like how he always looked. No. I was a lot bigger then, but I'm still really big compared to what I want to be and need to be. But again, I never created those habits to work out hard every single day, showing up when I'm tired, when I don't want to, when I'm unmotivated, all those things, just showing up and being able to give myself the effort that I need to to improve every day. Being able to you know overcome the 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 urges to stick to any change in eating habits that we like to coin as diets. I did not have the discipline for it. And it also wasn't that important. Hey, my weight's never really been a deterrent to me. It's not like I have problems having girls, having you know, people, uh, people for the opposite sex find me attractive for one reason or the other. It's not stopped me from, like, I, it's not like I'm running a triathlon or anything. It's not me from being the fastest possible person, but it's not stopped my everyday life until recently, until I felt like it needed. <sighs> and I don't know. I like if I had succeeded in March and lost a whole bunch of weight, succeeded in spring and I'd have been down XYZ amount of pounds right now, 
I don't know if I'm still working out to this very day. I don't know if it's happening. I don't know if the lesson sticks. But I tell you what. I've been working so consistently now. And I understand now that this is what I have to do to get the results that I want. I'm going to have to put in the hours. And I'm going to have to put in the effort. Especially when my motivation's gone. I've been doing this for over six months now. My motivation is gone. The motivation that bursts like, yeah, I'm going to get this, that, and the other, it's gone. It's not motivation right now. It's determination. It's determination. And what am I determined to do? <sighs> to be a little better than the me that I was yesterday. That's who I'm that's who I'm competing with now. That's who I'm racing, that's who I'm chasing. Or that's who I'm putting distance from. They're chasing past me is chasing me. I'm chasing future me. Because I have a race coming up in October, which is why every day I put myself through some form of physical torture because I know what that race, it's a 10 miler. I'm not going to be fast in that race. I'm not going to be fast at all. My time's not going to impress anyone. In fact, a few, it's going to be a pretty substandard pace, even for myself. But I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish that race due to all of the work that I've been doing up to this point. So when I'm at mile six, chugging along slowly, very slowly, but steadily, I'm going to remember on the race that this morning got up at five o'clock and went to the gym for hours. And then after going to the gym for hours, ran a couple miles. Can to remember the Reese that decided to shrink his eating window ever so much. Just so he can control the amount of calories that he takes in. So all the work that he did earlier today doesn't go to complete waste. That Reese that's further, further changing his eating habits. So, hey, you know what? You can lose every single pound that you can. That that Reese is going to be very thankful to this Reese for the things that he's doing. Because I understand the merit of hard work now. I truly understand it. I always understood it work-wise, but I'm talking about life-wise. And it's crazy because it had to be hammered into my head. So at the gym, I was just going through the motions. I said, let me hit this many sets of this, this many sets of that, blah, 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 blah. I'll be in a fraction amount of time and whatever. But I would never come out feeling like, oh, man, I really worked out today. Except for when I haven't worked out in a long time. You're sore because you're working muscles that you haven't worked in a long time. But finally, it's like, wow, I really, really, really put in some heavy work. And one of the things I like doing it's people watching. Because I think people are interesting. I think it's interesting them living their lives, right? And at the gym, the gym should be a study in, in sociology, anthropology, all the ologies. Because it's a very interesting dynamic you have at the gym. 
so I watch the people that look like the strongest people in the gym, that look like the hardest people in the gym, and the people that are actually the strongest and hardest working people at the gym. The ones that are there for them. I mean, I think everyone's there for them, so to speak, but the ones that I resonate with is that guy who's just steady with the weights, putting it up, putting it down. That girl doing the same thing. Just those people, they just, they just focus and go. And they keep going and keep going. Certain people go there to socialize. That's great. They might not say hi to people, whatever. But they just keep working hard. They keep working hard. And the results show. And I don't know, that that resonates with me. And the funny thing I think it always has, this track that I go to, right? Or whenever I run, I always like observing how people run. There are the sprinters. There are the starters and stoppers. There are the walkers. <laughs> They're the joggers. They're the all-star, all-American athletes. But I've always been really fascinated. Really, really fascinated by a specific type of runner. And I'll explain this in the story. The other day, I went to my local track to beside a hybrid workout. I'd run a mile, do a whole bunch of high-intensity interval training, and then run another cooldown mile and get my car and pass out. So when I got there, it was before daytime. So it wasn't quite, the sun wasn't quite out yet. But I saw this lone figure, just steady, steady running on the track. And this person, when they saw me, they waved to me. I've never met them before, but they waved, just friendly. And I waved back. But a lot of things struck me about this. This was a gentleman. A lot of things struck me about him. He was an older man, white hair, and while he was running, he was ever so slightly hunched over in a way that you can tell time had taken away some of his stature, had robbed him of a little bit of his height. But he didn't look, he was not big, and he didn't look particularly fast at all. But what he was, was consistent. He was very consistent. And I didn't start running right away because I had the stretch, et cetera, et cetera. So as I was stretching and he kept doing lap after lap after lap, a third person joined us on the track. And they joined us on the track as them sprinting. They were sprinting. She was re relatively fit. She was relatively fit. Uh, young lady and she sprinted past him but then there was something with her shoe or something so after she sprinted past him she went to the side and tied her shoe tied it up again started sprinting and she tried to catch up with him if you look at the two of them this is actually classic turtle tortoise in the hair um, story 
he did not look fast. And she looked reasonably fast. Not not like really fast, but reasonably fast. Fast enough that she should be able to beat him. <sighs> the funny thing is, she was never able to catch up with him. She was never able to close the gap. And because I was behind both of them, but you know, keeping pace. So it was the three of us, like in our own in our own sections of the running. But I was behind both of them, so I was able to watch the whole scene unfold. Here's the funny thing. People try to lap me all the time, but I speed up and and like, you know, catch them or whatever. He never changed his stride. He didn't speed up. He didn't slow down. He didn't raise his legs. He didn't widen his pace. He didn't do any of that. He kept the same exact stride. He kept it uniform. You had to see it. It was it was like a shuffle, honestly. Loads to the ground, but one foot in front of the other. No, if I if I had to identify it. I would say no wasted movements. That gentleman, that young man had no wasted movements. He wasn't flailing his arms. He wasn't breathing heavy. <laughs> he wasn't all over the place. Like the third person on the track, which was me. That was me. I was all of those things. Why? Because for me to generate any amount of effort, that's what I have to give. But he doesn't have to give that. And even though he didn't look fast, he was going fast. You know how I can tell? Because I was going fast for me. I was going my fastest. And I couldn't, I, I, I didn't lose ground to him, but I couldn't get close. So I could calculate how fast he was going. He was going a decent speed. He was going the kind of speed that if I get to that speed and I can stay at that speed, I would be very satisfied. But he was doing it effortlessly. Effortlessly. Because guess what? He was doing that before I got there. I don't know how long he was doing that before I got there. But it's safe to say he was doing it for a while. She never caught him. She never caught him. And eventually, he stopped, walked to his car. And with the wave, he was gone. But she was still working. I saw her still working. And she kept going. And she got a little faster. And she was really working hard. It's like, huh, that's interesting. Because no, she never caught up with him. But she was still dragging out everything that she could. So kudos to her. But I'll go back to him and his stride. Because that's that's what I strive for, right? I just want a pace that I could do that, that's that's moderately challenging. That's a decent pace. But that I could feel effortless with. But then I thought to myself. How long and hard has he worked over the years? And how much has he run over the years and how many miles upon miles upon miles has he put in over the years to make it seem effortless 
Think about a lot of older runners. They can run as fast as we can, faster than me, run as fast as you can, with a lot less effort than we put in. Why? Because they have it. Because they've put in the effort to reach that position. He wouldn't have been able to do that so effortlessly and easily if he didn't have years and years and years of running under his belt. And it was a great aha moment for me. Because, yeah, I've been working out and running and all this other stuff since March. But I, when I go to the gym, I'm a, I'm a pretty big dude. Like, I'm a pretty big dude. I can't lift nearly as heavy as I want to, though. Why? Because even though I'm big, I'm not as strong as my size would would, would suggest I should be. I'm not. Why? Because I've been putting the effort. In order to lift 50 pounds, you got to first lift one pound. In order to run thousands of miles, you got to run a foot first. You got to put one foot in front of the other. This thing doesn't happen overnight. This thing does not happen overnight. So for me, I saw that as such a lesson and a blessing of a lesson for me. It's like, wow. Because I always see those type of people, men and women who've been older, who live life, but that can they can just they can burn it up as far as running goes. Why? Because they've put in the time. I'm so impressed by that. But also, I'm impressed by that. It's <laughs> There is a magic formula. There is an actual magic formula. And the magic formula is, was, and always will be. Well, is, was. I don't know if always will be. Hard work. And that's, that's a very broad term. Everything is relative, and you know that, and I know that. But let's not get caught up in semantics. That was a light bulb moment for me is (sighs) I'm not good at anything because I do not put in the time of work, effort, and energy that consistent, deliberate, forceful practice time and again and again and again. To be truly good at anything. Sometimes I have. And when I have, it's yielded fantastic results. Phenomenal even. But very rarely have I. And why? (sighs) A lot of reasons. Part of it is because there's very few things that I'm actually truly, truly, truly passionate about. I'm passionate about creating things for people. I'm passionate about helping people. I'm passionate about improving people's lives. I'm not passionate about a nine to five grind. Even though I work really hard, I've worked really hard at every job I had because I always wanted to earn my paycheck. But in reality, I should have always been trying to work smarter and not harder. But I guess I'm just not as smart as I thought I was. But the thing is, Once I started putting in hours and hours and hours of exercise and hours and hours and hours of 
practicing my guitar or video editing. Once I do those things, I get so much better at them. Right now, this very day, I'm so much better at my guitar than I was by this time last month. And what changed? My attitude. It was no longer, motivation's not a thing for me when it comes to these things. I, if I feel motivated for something, I now I try to kill that motivation bug as soon as I can. Why? Because me being motivated is going to lead to me just crashing out of it. So I kill the motivation as quickly as I possible, possibly can. If I really, really, really want to know something, I'm going to learn it in my time. That's why I was able to get my real estate license. That's why I was able to get my project management license. Those things are boring. I don't love them. I don't love them. Learning those things has been very boring. But the income potential is off the chain. Even though I had to suspend my real estate license to work where I work now. Haha, <laughs> fun. But taking out motivation for me has been a really key factor. And I know that seems counterintuitive. But motivation will wane. There's only so many motivational videos on YouTube you can watch. Only so much inspirational music you can listen to. It's got to be in you. It's got You've got to want it even after that. Because you have to put in the hours. It's it, Listen, <laughs> motivation is not going to get me up at 4 in the morning. But a consistent routine will. Like, oh, okay, I'm up. And this is what I've been doing. I've built this. So <clears throat> I've got, I've done this for 30 or for 29 days. Let's make it 30 and then think about not making it 31. But let's get to 30. And that's where I am now. If I practice the guitar four days in a row for XYZ amount of hours, or let's just say for four hours, right? Then I'm at 16 hours. Thinking to myself, you know what? 20 hour Reese would probably sound a whole lot better than 16 hour Reese. But here's the caveat for me the creative part is the thing that I love, the health part is the thing that I need. And those right now, for now, only two things I'm working on. Only two things I'm working on. Only so many hours in a day, even though we're going to talk about that, uh, maybe next episode. In fact, I'll make that next episode. And there's a couple of things I want to improve at. I want to become the healthiest man ever created in my mind. And not fittest, not fittest. I, I'm not going to have a 30 pack or any of that stuff, but I want to be the healthiest man ever created. And also want to be the best musician slash artist that I could ever be. And while I'm alive, I can accomplish both of those things. But only if I focus on those things and those things only. If I throw other things in there to truly focus on, for me, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna reach level anyway. Cause I'm I'm my hours that I would spend not working I'm spending on these things. I'm either at the guitar or I'm, I'm, I'm trying to lose that next pound. Just get healthier. 
I'm doing yoga or things like that. And yoga's been pretty good. <sighs> Consistent, deliberate effort. Because I told a friend of mine the other day while we were talking. I said, you know, <clears throat> we recognize these people for being brilliant at their crafts or being um, wonderkins or geniuses and all these other things. Brilliant. I watched a lot of anime growing up. I watched a ton of anime. I don't watch as much now, because I read it. <laughs> watched a ton of anime growing up. And the protagonist for anime was never, ever, ever the most talented person. Never, ever. Was not. It was never the genius who had natural gifts thanks to their parents or anything like that. It's or thanks to their lineage, they were handed down secrets. Nope. The hero of the story was always or often, often, more often than not, the main character, whoever. <clears throat> they may have some hidden ability, but they were also the hardest working. They would put forth the most effort put forth the most effort that so much effort so much more effort than everyone else working so hard non-stop all the time why why because they fell in love with working hard and while everyone else was a genius of fighting or genius of this or that those people in anime become geniuses of hard work you see it in our own movies and our own things um when you're, especially in a fight movie or something, that person that's training really hard, going that extra mile, running that extra mile, they usually, they're able to pull out something. Because you never rise to the level of your preparation, you fall to the level of your training. So you set the bar for your training so high that if you fall to the level of your training, you're done. It's with, I have a lot of friends who do mixed martial arts, MMA, boxing, etc. And I remember when they prepared. I remember how hard they fight and all those other things. How hard they prepare the fight. The fight is the easy part for them. It's the diet and the exercise and the training. Oh, so much training. But it's all in preparation. Preparation for the shortest part of all that. So they can say, win or lose, I put myself in the best possible position to perform the best. And I can't remember ever being able to say that. Become this race, this race coming up, I'll be able to say that. Say for me, for my ability and effort level, since I knew I was doing it, I gave myself the best chance to perform the best that I could. Which isn't going to be great, but it's going to be great for me. But then I wonder to myself, <clears throat> but what if I can, I can work as hard as possible? And I'm also maybe a little talented in this area.
It remains to be seen if I'm talented in the area. But at the very least, I can work as hard as possible. And if I'm not talented in this area, I can say I'm at the very least on law of averages as talented as the least talented person ever do this. But if I'm the least talented person to ever do this, and I somehow pull this off, oh boy. Woo boy. When I was dancing, when I started dancing, learning how to dance Latin music, right? I was awful. I was very awful. Very, very, I was more awful than I thought I would be because I was always a natural dancer. So I was naturally good at that. So when I was really awful, I said, huh, maybe I'm not good at this. But something interesting happened, right? Eventually I got better. And then eventually I got really good. Eventually I got great. But that's a story for another time. But for me, I always knew I had talent in dancing. What I didn't have was the skill in that particular dance that would need to be to be good. But once I did get the skill and I had the talent, it was like, whoa, I got better a lot quickly once I got to a certain level. And I think, I think that might be what this is here. But I'm going to have to find out. And how am I going to find out? Hours and hours and hours of work. Deliberate, sometimes unfruitful work. But I do that for my job every single day. Things that I don't want to do. So I need to take... I, I know... I know for a fact that I can dedicate myself to the things that I want to do because I want to be healthy. I want to be a great artist. So if I'm going to be spending time doing anything, why not spend it getting better at the things that I want to do and want to accomplish? Writing's not boring to me. Writing's excellent to me. I just don't have the focus to stay focused for that whole time. Where's that come from? Because I'm not motivated to stay focused. Because I've always used motivation. Well, screw motivation. F motivation. Don't want it anymore. For me, I think motivation is a great tool to get started, to be honest with you. And if I didn't abuse it, then I would still have a great relationship with it. But I've abused it. So that's why for me, I cannot, I can no longer call on it. I can't. I was motivated to play the guitar so many times, and I had so many false starts. I was motivated to get that summer body, and I never get it. <laughs> I never got the summer body. I got that winter extraordinaire, but guess what? Winter me is going to be putting in the work so spring me can have that summer body. I know that for a fact. I know if I continue to do exactly what I'm doing, by the spring, I'll have what I'm supposed to have. Not overnight. It is the fall right now. And I'm talking about by the spring, I'm going to have the body that I want. 
that means it would have taken me taken me a year to get the body that I want. Knowingly, knowingly that if I did certain things, I could perhaps do it sooner. But also knowingly, if I did certain things, I would probably be find myself back at square. Maybe not one, but square four, square three. Because if I accomplish this thing one painstaking step at a time, I'm never going to forget how hard I work to get there. And then it'll be a lot more difficult for me to decide, hey, I'm going to go back on that. Because I never, ever, ever want to work this hard again for my fitness, for my health, to get healthy. I never want to work that hard. It's always harder to get there than it is to maintain it. So once I get there, I, I'm I, I know I'm going to easily maintain it because I don't have to work. I won't have to work as hard to maintain it. I'll still work hard, but I'll have pushed the boulder on top of the mountain at that point. So that's why I'm I, I'm taking a page from anime. I'm coining a phrase from them. I'm going to become, I'm, I want to become a genius of hard work. I want to be the hardest working person that anybody knows, period. That's who I want to be. I don't want to be the smartest person anyone knows. I don't want to be the most talented person anybody knows. Because usually... Either of those two people are not the most successful person somebody knows. Or not even, or they're definitely not the most satisfied with their own lives anybody knows. Why? Because a lot of talent goes unrealized. A lot of genius goes unrealized. Hard work. Consistently hard work. Over a long time rarely goes unrealized is a completely unfounded statement, but I'm still going to make it anyway. <laughs> completely unfounded though. But at least for yourself, I feel like hard work over a long time won't go unrealized. And here is why I say this, right? I am very talented. I am a very talented person. I have tons of talent. Tons of it. And I'm pretty smart too. I'm really smart. Very smart. I am both talented and smart. As a baseline. I'm figuring this out, right? I am surrounded by brilliance. However, I am surrounded by smart and extremely, extremely talented people surrounded disgustingly so disgusting i'm talking the way their minds work i'm talking the things they can do when they really like what they can create how they can think those things i'm surrounded by disgustingly smart and talented people that i'll never be the smartest the most talented person i know mm -mm, nope never will be Never will be. Here's the problem with these people, and I'm 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 calling them out if they ever hear it. 
For all the smart and talented people I do know, very few of them, there's a handful of them that are actually going for it. A handful of them. And it's frustrating to me that I am the one that's going for it when I don't think I'm, I'm definitely neither, I'm not the smartest or most talented person that I know. I'm pretty smart. I can say I'm one of the smarter people I know, but I'm not the smartest. I'm decently talented. <laughs> I There's an awful lot of people that are much more talented than I am. They're better storytellers. They're better musicians. They're better writers. They're better actors. They're better everything. They're better landscapers. They're better with their hands. They're better at business. They're better at making money. They're just better than me in a lot of ways. And I'm frustrated at them because I see, I see the actual greatness in them. I see the potential. I just see it. And I'm not going to call them lazy. I'm just saying they're un, they're, they've been motivated. They've been motivated. But the second they get unmotivated, goes away. Their big problem is their inconsistency. My, my, uh, again, man, my, the, the guy who I'm his best friend, he ain't my best friend, my best friend is Jesus, but he's super duper duper talented. He's the kind of talent that everyone recognizes how smart and talented he is, but he'll, he, he never realizes his potential and I'm mad at him for that. Um, I have another, I have so many witty and funny, just naturally funny friends that could make you split your gut laughing that I know if they ever got in, in front of a room full of people, they would kill. Or if they ever wrote for a show, they would kill. Or if they ever just start, got a camera and started saying stuff, got streaming, got whatever, they would kill. But they're in their own way. <sighs> because there's no consistency. There's no drive. They talk about it sometimes, like, oh, I should do this. I'm like, yes, you do it. And I'm not encouraging them just because I'm a good friend. I'm encouraging them because I see it in them. I am in the wrong business. I should be a guidance counselor. Because that's that's what I see. I can see people's strengths. I can see people. Because I've spent my whole life observing people. Spent my whole life observing people. Quietly. Watching them. And when you watch people, really pay attention to people. People give you everything that they are. They reveal everything that they are. So, I, it's, it frustrates me because I know who they could be. And I'm talking about people who are just, like, happy with where they are. The people that are happy where they are, I'm happy for you. I think the world might be a little better if you utilize your talent for the for the quote unquote greater good but i can't nah, i can't force anybody but i have friends that want more this that and the other it's frustrating me because i see the greatness in them and i'm like i need other people to see what i am seeing because you guys are great you guys are super great you all have this like 
amazingness about you that's going to go to the grave with you that is going to be unrealized because you don't believe in yourself enough that's the thing that frustrates me it's like oh my goodness you're amazing you're amazing you're actually the next president you're actually the next ceo of this company you're actually the next great artist you're actually an amazing musician you you need to have your own show on broadway and you you need to be the one in space instead you got me <laughs> you got me being the one trying to quote unquote make it when i have so many people around me that are much more suited to be the main character of this story but here's the one thing and that's why i'm trying that's a large part of the reason why i'm trying to make it right because i feel like if i make it if i make it and i i mean this with all sincerity if i can do it whatever that it is i believe anybody can because i might be a little smart and i might be a little talented but overwhelmingly i am not <laughs> Life is showing me in ways that I never imagined before that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all that special comparatively, but I do know a lot of people who are, and I want them to just get the wake up call that instead of just these brief stints of inspiration, just put some hard work in, put some hard, consistent, every day grunt like work in and you'll probably be that success story that these motivational gurus actually talk about you will be the one you'll be that one and i'm not saying this rule oh you need to be a millionaire with all these cars and all no 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 hey whatever they're talking about good for them i think a lot of them are sick snake oil salesmen they may not be but they may be I'm talking about, I see, I encounter brilliance every single day. And imagine as a person who encount, who's, who wants to produce brilliance, as a person who wants to produce brilliance, encountering other people that casually have brilliance every single day, not using it. It's a frustrating thing. To be a friend and family member of that. It's frustrating. A little bit. Because I love everybody. But I'm like. Do you, you guys. Does anyone see. How hard I work. At the things I work at. Like. I work really hard. And I'm proud of that work. That's. That's. A, that's. I've. In school. I felt late. I felt I was lazy. So I've rebuilt myself. Into someone who. Never again feels like he's not working hard. And for that, I'm proud of. So I was having a conversation with a friend the other day. A good friend. Deep, dear friend. One of those talented friends that I, that I talk about and talk to all the time. And I told them, I said, Eventually, I want somebody somewhere to say, and this is this is the this is the conceit or the confident this is this is the one that i hope you'll allow me 
I want them to see how hard I'm working and say, wow, that's the hardest working person I've ever seen. That person's really working hard. Wow. How do, why, like, why are they, how are they working so hard? How are they working so hard? And look themselves like, I need to work a little harder. And, you know, we talked about, and she said, well, I mean, that's a great goal, but even if they see you working that hard, if it's a stranger, they probably won't tell you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. That was a silly thing to say for me. But that's still what I want. I want, I want to be a success for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons I want to be a success is to give people the magic formula. Now, I don't have the magic formula yet, but I imagine, I know for a fact that working really hard for a decent amount of time can't hurt in that pursuit and the interest that you have and the interest that you have not just working hard for working hard's sake but working hard in the interest that you have it can't hurt time wise hey it's better if you can put 300 hours towards writing than three hours consistent deliberate things you can do then sometimes maybe flashes as a motivation will come up and then You'll have, you'll have stints of true brilliance, true excellence. But as I play my guitar and get a little better, I send a few clips to my friends just to, so for a couple of reasons, right? I send those clips to my friends who are musically inclined to inspire them to do a little something. To inspire them to say, hey, you know what? Maybe I should get on I should get on the keys. Maybe I should get on the strings and maybe I should sing a little something just to you know keep it up or whatever, right? And in doing so, I actually got the the, the compliment I was looking for, strangely enough. It happened shortly after. Because when I sent it, it did show improvement from previously. My friend said, bro, you've gotten a lot better. You got a lot better. And I said, Oh no, get out of here. I'm not I'm not good. I just I I'm just I'm just putting in a lot of effort. And then he said it shows. It shows that you are a you work so hard to get the things you want. Whether it was the real estate or the dancing or the job or the education or guitar. You work hard and you achieve it. Drop the mic, which no one says anymore. But that was the moment. That was the light bulb moment. That was the light bulb moment right there. That, oh wow, all this hard work that I have been putting in, that I thought nobody at all was noticing, all the effort with the videos that I had, all 400 clips, effort with this podcast, effort with my music, effort with my life, really, with improving my life. It wasn't going unnoticed. And for the first time in my life, I think I personally found 
all the motivation that I would need. And I think this right here is the perfect place to end part two of my two-part series of this thing that it is. I was going to say the name, but I'm like, ah, who cares about the title? That Nothing matters. <sighs> I'm saying this before I've accomplished anything or won any race. But I know if I do accomplish anything on a granular level, it won't be because I'm randomly brilliant at something. And if you ever hear from me or hear about me, it's not because I became an overnight success. It's because I put in so much effort and I worked so hard at it. And if I can achieve anything, so can you. I think that's my motivational speech for the for the decade. I think that's that's all the motivation you're going to get from me for the decade. <sighs> it's good to take breaks. But as far as accomplishing what you want to do, rest when it's over. Not in the middle. But back to being over. Like this episode is. And so now I can finally say thank you so much for joining me in my little corner of the universe. But I think it's yeah, it's about time for you to go now. I think you've listened to me long enough. And, um, hey, your ride's here. So, go and get on that ride. We'll be back next time. But until then, stay safe. And I'll talk to you later. Bye now.